This is the Emergency Medical Minute. Real, raw, relevant emergency medical education. Enjoy the show. All right, just a short medical minute about uh, caring for diabetics with hypoglycemia. We see a bunch of different presentations in the ER, and we're handling them very differently depending on kind of what the scenario is. So I thought I would kind of give you my approach or how we approach a patient and thinking about what testing needs to be done, if any, and which patients get observed versus admitted versus which ones we just give a sandwich to and and discharge. I, I think of five main scenarios. The first one would be the patient who got who is on regular insulin, short-acting insulin, and then presents hypoglycemic, where the job is to figure out if they got too much insulin or they just skipped a meal. How? What's the? Anyone know what the peak uh, time for regular insulin is? How long after you take it? It's about sixty minutes. So usually by the time we see those people, they've already hit their peak. So if you can identify that they didn't you know, intentionally overdose or there's some other psychiatric issue, you identify that they just missed a meal, for example, you can really literally just give them a sandwich and they can go. There's really not really anything more you need to do with them. The second thing would be the Lantus people. And we see a lot of people in these very long-acting insulins. Anyone know what the peak effect of Lantus is? It's a trick question. There really is no peak. It has no peak. It's essentially a completely flat. It, it's equivalent of like basal insulin rate. So those people really don't get hypoglycemic. You don't really need to think about timing so much of Lantus use. You just need to figure out if they're malnourished or what have you. But there's no peak effect. So there's no sort of defined time period for observing them. The third scenario is Levomir. We see more and more people on Levomir, which is also a long-acting insulin. Unlike Lantus, though, it does have a peak effect, and it's about six to eight hours. So those are people where we really have to do a little bit of thinking about when their last use was and where we might expect their peak to be. And often those people do need to be observed in the emergency department or the hospital. The fourth scenario is metformin. So how does metformin work? Does anybody know? Does it raise insulin levels? It doesn't. So the thing about metformin is all it does is make your tissue more responsive to endogenous insulin or extra, extra, extraneous insulin. So basically, it can't cause hypoglycemia, essentially. So if they are hypoglycemic in the setting of metformin, there's probably something else going on. Metformin alone is not likely to make them hypoglycemic. So those patients may be very malnourished. They may have an MI. They may have sepsis. They may have some other phenomenon, but it's not the drug that's the problem. And then lastly would be gliburide or glipizide. And gliburide and glipizide are the bad actors. Those are actually the ones we most worry about. So those drugs have long half-lives in excess of 12 hours, and they work by causing our pancreas to secrete more insulin. So when you are um, hypoglycemic in the setting of glyburide glipizide, it's like overdosing on a long-acting insulin, if you will. So those patients typically need to be hospitalized, and they often have something else going on, like acute renal failure, and they're not clearing the medication or something like that, or they've got some other major medical problem going on that's causing them to get hypoglycemic. So those are five scenarios that I kind of outlined. Those are kind of the top five that we see in the ER, and each has a very different approach. And to understand it, you really just have to understand the pharmacology of those medications. So thank you.